Hello everyone, how's it going? Welcome to the Mandatory Codec Episode 8. Um, so with me today, another special guest. He goes by many different names around the community. Goes by Mr. MZ, Major Zero, or as I like to call him, hey you over there. How's it going, Major? <laughs> hey Sparty, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Good to hear. Got my coffee. I got my MGS3 ready, because I'll be de-rusting in the background. Only fitting, as I have you on the podcast. Um, so let's get let's get right into it. So, um, now you are, you're a pretty new-ish member to the community. And I say new-ish just because I kind of put myself as like the bar. If you're before me, you're kind of, you've been in the community for a while. If you're after me, then you're kind of new. And I believe you were here after me. So how did you first, before you even get started with MGSR and the community, how did you get introduced to, to MGS in general? Uh, Metal Gear. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a friend who bought MGS 2 and uh, played that in 2001. That was my first Metal Gear game. I really liked it. Uh, after that, I went mm -hmm. back, played MGS 1 and played every game basically on year of release since then, except for four. So that's how I got introduced to MGS. Why'd you skip four, but played every? I didn't have else? a PS3. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a PS. I didn't have one until 2015. Oh, uh, I see. So I, believe me, I would have. That yeah, MGS3 was or P, MGS4 was the reason I bought a PS3 in the first place. So there you go. Um, so the other thing. Now, how did you get into speedrunning? Because I'm pretty sure you started out playing all the MGS games casually. So when did you decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to give my speedrunning a try. Even even though your times weren't great, I'm sure no one's is at the beginning when they first try attempts. So how did you get introduced to speedrunning? And then how did you decide that, hey, I want to give a shot at it? Uh, that same friend who had MGS2 in 2001, he, um, he introduced me to SDA, Speed Demos Archive. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was specifically Hikari's SDA run for MGS3 in uh, 2004, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw that run. I thought it was really interesting. That was the first time I'd ever seen a speed run ever cross my mind that people played games quickly and competitively. And uh, I, I was fascinated by that. I tried to replicate that myself on MGS3. It was hard. <laughs> they probably cleared uh -huh. the game in four hours or something like that. But... Uh, that's how I got introduced to, uh, to speedrunning in general. Mm -hmm. So then how did, so did you decide, what was your, like your first attempts? Like were, was MGS3 your first speedrun game? I'm not sure you could really call what I did speedrunning. The goal was going fast, but the mentality wasn't really the same, you know? I mean, um, you got to start somewhere. I consider that yeah. speedrunning. No one just hops in and just pulls off insane strats and, and gets a world record right off the bat. Of course. Yeah, in, in that context, MGS3 was probably my first ever speed game then. Um, there were a couple games where I would, you know, they might have had in-game leaderboards and stuff like that, and I'd go for the best time I could within that and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, the first time I ever really did speedrun strats and stuff like that, really understood what I was doing, was MGS1, um, PC any percent easy, in 2017, I think, or something like that. Uh, Plywood had a guide out, I think. I, I actually watched the guy live on Twitch while he was recording it, and just mm -hmm. basically played along. Um, that was really interesting to me. Uh, first, first run I ever put a, a run on the board for, though, was three. Okay. Did you ever want to put a run on the board for one? After uh, it learning was it? on the table. Yeah, it was on the table. I just kind of got bored of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Um, so when did you join MGSR? I feel so. If you were already watching these speed runs um, way back then, especially on three, I feel like you were you were in the speed running scene, or you knew at least what was going on much earlier than I did. But I didn't really see you in MGSR the community much. So when, how did you get introduced to MGSR? Uh, so I was running MGS3. I learned MGS3 in 2016 uh, mm -hmm. just by copying other people's runs. 
um, mostly Hikari's. And at one point, I decided to stream that on Twitch, and Raichu uh, caught on to me, and he was basically the main driving force for getting me to join MGSR. Initially, I didn't want to do it, but eventually I did. Uh, I have the exact date and time for you if you'd like to know it. I would love to know that. August 17th, 2019 at 11.09 a.m. and 46 seconds. So why didn't you want to join? I just didn't really pique my interest, you know? Speedrunning communities, I just wasn't really that interested in being sort of part of that. Um, I don't really know why these days. Like weird people on just the Just didn't really strike my... No, not even. It just it just didn't interest me, you know? You know how sometimes you just have things that you just don't yeah, care? Yeah. Simple as that. Fair enough, fair enough. I just um, wanted to do my own thing, I guess. Copy other people, have some fun. So the your first... Um... What do you call it? Runs on the board. It was like what a one twenty-five or something. Because I remember when I when you first put something on the board. Uh, I don't know if your time was even worse than mine, but it was it was pretty close. So, what kind of strats were you doing at the beginning of MGS three? I know we're kind of overlapping um, the intro into MGS three, but I just wanted to know like where you, how did you start, um, learning MGS three, and then even like before you're doing all these insane strats. What kind of strats were you doing at the beginning? Was it more safe stuff, uh, things you were coming up with, or were you just watching other runners? Well, when I initially learned MGS3 in 2016, not the first time in 2004, mm -hmm. when I actually started learning real speedrun strats in 2016, I was copying a huge mishmash of runs. Um, I was copying Hikari, so I was doing a lot of good strats. I was copying mm -hmm. uh, Foxy New. I was copying uh, uh, Molotov, even, right? I was doing some of his the strats. GDQ which... stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was copying just about everybody. Anybody who was in the scene, I probably copied them at one point. Um, so I was... It, it didn't take me long, though, especially with Raichu's help, to really get on the right track mm -hmm. uh, and start doing some better strats. Um, I actually remember vividly one moment in my stream where uh, I, I was doing Warehouse 2, and Raichu had just mentioned how you can do a box headshot on that guard outside of um, Lab. Uh, you know the one with the dog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he mentioned you can do a box headshot on that guard. And I was like, oh, box headshot. I've never heard of that. What is that? Is that some old ancient strat that we don't do anymore? And I said that literally at the <laughs> very moment that I was busting out a box headshot in Warehouse 2. Literally, you could not have timed it better. You just didn't know what it was I just, called. You were doing it all along. <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that was funny, yeah. That, I feel like that's like... I thought you were going to say that that box headshot was how you got introduced to box headshots. And I was going no, to say, like, no. that's the worst area to get introduced to it, just because of how horrible it is to do it. No, no, thankfully not. That would have been really bad if that was the case. But, um, no, I was doing a weird mishmash of strats that were, you know, some fast, some slow, some weird. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to start out learning a game. It's like, you're not going to go for the ultimate strats. Um, so some people just get overwhelmed with, you know, looking at a world record run and saying, okay, I got to get all this down quick. I think it's great to start out learning your own stuff maybe you look at other runs that are not first you look at third place fourth place and down and just finishing runs first and then once you get that that confidence down once you get the mechanics of the game down then you can slowly move up and and do the more difficult strats was that the, like the case with you yeah yeah i mean when i I mean, like I said, I was copying everyone on the board, so I, uh -huh. I wasn't just looking at first place. And actually, um, whenever, just casually, whenever I was, you know, stuck on a game or something like that, if I ever wanted to find out a more efficient way or optimal way to do something, I would just go to the speedrun board and just see what they did. Right, right, right. Um, and from that, I learned first place isn't always the best choice for a casual, so uh, or someone who's just learning a game. So I, I, I mean, second place, third place, fourth mm -hmm. place, fifth place, even. Good, good strats. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times those guys have just a little bit of margin for error to make things a little bit easier for the runner. So from that, I, I, uh, it was clear to me that, you know, mm -hmm. first place isn't everything. Um, yeah, the, a lot of the, like the, what do you call it? The marathon strats or the quote unquote safe strats. I really got from other runners watching that aren't first place or that aren't even in the top three. I'm like, well, that, that gives you a little margin of error. Uh, it doesn't lose too much time. It's like a nice nice good balance so so yeah definitely let's um so let's just keep talking about mgs3 since that's our next uh next topic 
Uh, let's touch base a little on the MGS3 European Extreme Tournament coming up. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because we have a whole podcast dedicated to this next week. So I'll have Major coming back next week. I have Mini Omega King and Apache Smash, another um, participant as well. So we'll talk about the whole MGS3 Euro Tourney. Uh, we'll get into the whole detail. So we'll just do a little, a little brush on it here. Um, so how... Who came up with this idea? How was this born? Well, um, we always wanted that we being just about everyone in, in the MGS3 scene uh-huh. uh, wanted a big sort of event where we can all test each other's skill. Uh, and after the success of the MGS2 League, a very easy league, we knew that viewers also wanted that. We knew that viewers were very interested in competitive, high-level content. Um, so... On the day of the final for the uh, the VE League, Apache just added all MGS3 runners in the server and said, guys, let's get something together soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, you know, we came, we, we came to the decision that we wanted to do Euro. We think that's the most interesting for the viewer, and it's also going to get a lot of people into Euro, which is a really cool category. So um, that's that's more or less how we came to the decision of doing a uh, the Euro 3 tourney. So it was... It was... A Euro 3 tourney from the beginning. There was a debate of... Because MGS... The reason I think MGS 2 had a lot of success with the VE League is just the number of participants as well, which MGS 3 doesn't have. Uh, was that ever a concern, trying to trying to come up with enough participants to go? Because MGS 2 VE, you look at the leaderboard, I don't know how many runs are there, but there's got to be like 50, 40s, 50s. Uh, yeah, I think MGS2 is at 42 right now. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, getting runners for Euro 3 wasn't too bad. Uh, we knew we'd have enough to have a tourney for sure. A league would be kind of questionable. Uh, getting people who are willing to stick through uh, Euro for a long period of time and, mm. and also having a, a good quantity of people who are willing to do it would be challenging for a league. But for a just a tournament, you know, a three-day event, that's not too bad. Um, as far as deciding on European Extreme itself, um, Very Easy was, of course, on the table. Uh, we all love Very Easy. Uh, it's a very popular category on 3 as well. But we figured probably best to just give VE a little bit of a break after months and months of the VE League. Mm-hmm. So we figured viewers would like to spice it up a little bit and get some Euro action in too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, would, I was definitely going to be in the, in the two... VE League, but one I didn't know VE, and two I didn't have it on PC. So mm. when I saw when I saw MGS three was going to have a tourney, um, first I thought it was a league, then it was a tourney. I'm like I'm all in, because um, just because of what I saw in uh, VE League and two, um, the viewers like it. Like I I have no idea if you give me the controller and say run VE on MGS two, I have no idea what to do. But it was really entertaining just watching every single every single week. So, so they're really looking forward to this tourney. Um, how did you come up with the seeding for the MGS3 tourney? That's super simple. We just took everyone's PBs on the board, and uh, the lowest PB is seed number one, the next is number two, and so on. Okay, so we got six uh, participants, uh, two first-round buys. Um, so yeah, is there's a third place as well, correct? What do you mean? Uh, is there going to be a third, a loser's bracket going into like a third place match as well? Oh, no. This is single limb. Um, okay. Initially, uh, double limb was something that we were considering, but scheduling conflicts made that kind of impossible. Mm, okay. Would have been cool, though. I mean, it would, it would still be cool to have single limb, but then the losers just play in the loser's bracket, maybe for third or... Mm-hmm. And then maybe, I don't know, some, some kind of format like that. Uh, so... That's the the Euro attorney. Now let's talk about MGS three a little deeper into the speed run with your experience. So, like you said, your first runs were weren't that great. Now, when was it in the timeline that you went from doing not so fast strats, kind of coming up with your own, patching everyone's together, to timing out every single room to try to get world record? How did that transition? I was well over a decade. So my first pseudo speed run, like I said, was in 2004 copying Hikari. But it wasn't until 2016 when I started actually learning speedrun strats. And at that point, obviously, I had still had really no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, I didn't really keep up with speedrunning that much through 2017. I took a pretty long break. It really wasn't until 2018 or 19 when I uh, started getting back into it. Um, mm. And then I more or less just kind of, it was a steady buildup from there, right? Um, in 2019, I would, you know, do a strat. I'd say, hey, I wonder if you could do this or that. Is that faster? I'd time it. I'd mm. talk to Raichu. I'd talk to Apache. I'd talk to everyone I could, you know, get some opinions, stuff like that. Um so it was just sort of, I don't really have an answer for you, to be honest. It was sort of just a slow buildup. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I remember when your time on the boards were, you know, like pretty close to mine. And and I kind of knew who you were, but not really. Then all of a sudden I see your name jump to like top three. And then one day I see your name jump up to number one. I was just like, it's like, just because I wasn't really into the whole MGS3 um, speed running scene. I was always kind of doing really slow strats and it was up until i did a i'm no rookie with you that really improved my time um there so you are so one thing i'll say about you major is that you are a great one you're a great teacher because you make you break things down very simple uh make it easily understandable for everyone and and just your communication is really great so if i ever have any questions quick to respond give very good insight in the game so like you said, Raichu, and just watching videos were your were your main source. Now, when now did you ever think about coming up with your own strats, or was it just watching videos, trying to take whatever strats there were and just making those faster or executing it better? Were you more looking into let's see what others are doing and let's see if I could do that faster, or were you more now, let's look at what others are doing. Forget that. Let me try to come up with something faster. There's like two yeah. different mindsets. So which one were you? I want to say once you were going for that world record run, which mindset did you have? Well, I've never been that much of a creative guy. I've never really been one to come up with my own strats. I've always been one to sort of just copy other strats, maybe improve them sometimes like I did with the hybrid loop. Mm. Um... I'm definitely not that great at coming up with stuff on my own, so I would I would definitely say a more uh, improvement, uh, bigger, small. Um, maybe it's just small movement stuff. But the better line or whatnot. The uh, the end strat, although I think it was Gogo time that came up with you know trying to get him to shoot him from top, get him to spawn where you are. But you were the one that actually got that done in one cycle, right? um i we well we still don't really do it in one cycle yeah gogo time is the one who came up with the loop he's the one uh -huh. that uh figured out that you can you know make the end teleport and use that to your advantage mm -hmm. um and that saved about 45 no about 30 seconds sorry which is huge um, in mgs3 it's huge like massive. that's really big mm -hmm. um so that we were really excited when that happened but I looked at that loop. I saw that he was doing some weird stuff where he, he throws stun grenades, makes the end run from tree to tree, and it's like, mm. I know this can be done faster. All I Literally, all I did was just say, hey, uh, I bet we could do the normal loop that we always did for 20 years uh, in this place. And guess what? We could. <laughs> <laughs> like, how much time did it save from, like, Gogo's time strats to your strat? 15 seconds, that, optimally. I mean, that's another massive time save right there. It's just yeah. crazy for a game. Because I remember when Hikari's world record was, you know, 117 or whatever it was, and just no one touched it for so long. People thought that was the, that was like the peak of MGS3 speedrunning. Like you couldn't right. get any yeah. better than that. Hikari's 119.31, the unbeatable 119. time. The only, mistake, the only yeah. mistake in the run, of course, was the end. Right, right. That was it where he lost, like, 30 seconds or something, and that was the only mistake. Otherwise, it was unimprovable. I remember, I mean, I was one of those people. Like, I watched the run, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't beat this. Like, this is this is the, the best it could be. And now you look at the boards, and we're pushing for sub-116. What other yeah. What other small little stuff in the run saves time over, you know, if you were comparing that 119 to what it is now, what other areas in the run really save time? Uh, that kind of add up besides the every the single end. one of them movement just by far movement this just is take a better line yeah this is something that always comes up in every single um every single podcast i've done with the guy with with uh 
sergeant I've done with uh, plywood. It doesn't matter who it was. Like movement always comes up as a topic of speed running. So why is it just so? Hard? I mean, it's really hard to grasp when you're first learning the game. Even if you're, even if you're a veteran of the run and you're running Euro, especially when you're running the hardest category, because you're so focused on okay, let's not die, let's not get a continue, because you know doing that is just it's just gonna kill all the movement time you would have saved. That movement never crosses your mind until much much later. Why do you think that is? Is it just because people just want to complete the run? And not really worry about movement as much. Why is movement? Why does movement always take like? I believe it's like the last piece people put together when they're trying to get a PV or when they're trying to go for a world record. That might be so. It might be the last piece. Um, generally, I would say it should be. You should focus on, of course, the bigger chunks of the run mm -hmm. before you start worrying about movement. But I'd say that the focus on movement more stems from people's general willingness and desire to improve that is of course why we speed run not necessarily for just getting the best time but because it's something we can work on and improve and just easily see our improvement in the form of a lower time mm -hmm. well you know that moving cleaner taking better line uh gives you a better time and it's also fulfilling just to have nice yeah, yeah. clean unobstru unobstructed movement is very satisfying for a runner as a, as a viewer as well right. yeah, yeah if you if you're watching a speed run when someone has great movement when they're when they're talk when they're taking those like tight turns and they're keeping their lines straight it's just like so satisfying to watch versus someone who's kind of like fumbling around maybe they're they're moving slightly maybe taking like a curved path or something so as a viewer i think whenever i watch speed runs especially mgs i think it's more it's more like MGS3 and MGS4 that, that really you can see the movement, like the perfect lines, the perfect corners. There's just something about it that, that's very satisfying that you can tell. Like I can watch movement for like 10 seconds and I can tell you the the level of runner that they are just, just based on the lines they're taking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Movement is a, a giveaway, really. Now, was this it's something... Very that you got better at once because you don't run euro only you ran very easy is this something that very easy helped you with or is this something you yeah. always knew in the back of your mind well okay um a, a both uh mm -hmm. so movement has always been sort of important to me i've always just looked at something and said hey that's not the simplest path and then work to improve it if i could uh so movement has always been kind of easy for me to pick up i'd say that's one of my strong suits um but very easy absolutely was a game changer for me I do not think that I was a good player until I played VE. VE completely changed my mindset when it came to speedrunning. Um, how so? I really... Hmm? I was going to say, just, I just cut you off, but I said, how did VE just change your mindset if you're going to elaborate on that? Well, I feel like uh, Euro sort of... Okay, so I started on European Extreme. That was the first difficulty I ever ran in MGS3. That's all anybody really ever right. ran mm -hmm. for 2019. Um... And because of that, as you know, any mistake in Euro, especially going back to movement, even the minor, most minor of movement mistake can give you an alert. And every alert costs you, what, at minimum 20 seconds? So I would take mm -hmm. an alert, and I'd think, oh man, I'm so bad. But in reality, I just made a minor mistake. And I genuinely thought I was terrible at the game. Uh, in reality, I wasn't. But VE taught me... Uh, one, that, that I'm not bad, and that just kind of broke the mentality. And from that point on, I was able to actually work on improving my, my actual gameplay uh, and getting good times from then. It also showed me that I can just get a good time and I can be competitive at the high level. And once I beat Patchy's 1-12-30 or something like that on VE, mm -hmm. uh, I was excited. I was so ready to go for these high level times. Um, we were trading record back and forth many times uh, in the 112, 111, and now 110 range. And we're looking at getting sub 110 on VE. Um, and that's the sort of thing that gets me going. That's the mindset, the mentality change that I had. I was ready to drive these times down lower and it really taught me what interests me as a speed run. Uh, not necessarily having the best time, mm -hmm. but having the lowest time. Does that make sense? I think getting so, these, so, these times as low as they can go. 
I don't care about having the stupid golden trophy by my name. Mm -hmm. But seeing a low number is extremely interesting to me. So what what gets your juices going is just seeing the times go lower and lower. And not just yeah. that, but but just improvement. Like you see a run that's even world record. You're saying, okay, where can I improve this? Even if you're not the one getting record, even if you're not the one um, that's first place, if you're contributing to, what do you call it? Like the, the time's getting lower and lower and lower and lower and seeing like a category like something like we were mentioning before, like the 117 was like the golden standard. And now all of a sudden we're pushing to sub 116. Like that's what drives you to, to speed run. Yeah, absolutely. I don't look at the boards as me or Hikari or Apache or anyone else. Mm -hmm. I look at it as MGS3. Right, How low right. can it go? And uh, so you are now one of the mods of MGS3, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I have been for a few months now. I think I got it in November-ish. Mm -hmm. so, so you you went from, I don't want to be part of MGSR, I want to do my own thing, to being heavily involved in the community for MGS3. So when did that transition? Like, obviously at the beginning, you, you kind of wanted to do your own thing, but now all of a sudden you're heavily involved in the community. You're setting up these tournaments. You're a world record holder. So did your mindset slowly change to just wanting to help other people as well in the community? Yeah, I I mean, I was always helping people. Being mm. moderator definitely isn't necessary for that. Um, the only real reason I wanted to be a moderator, to be honest with you, is because I knew that Apache would be fairly inactive at the time when I asked to become a moderator. Uh -huh. And um, he's become a lot more active since then. It was a very short time when he was actually going to be inactive. Um, I just wanted to make sure that the boards were going to be, you know, tended to in right, the time. Right, right, right. Um, but, I don't know, I guess it just kind of stuck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, that, or at least that's how I started as well. I was like, eh, I don't really want to join. So I have, a, I have a really funny, funny story of how I joined uh, MGSR. So I'll, I'll, I'll steal your spotlight and tell that story uh, real quick. So, sure. So I was, I was running like MGS2, just streaming it, right? And like, like you said, when I was first, you know, quote unquote speed running, it wasn't really speed running. So I was, I was one of those people that would just want to rank one. Like it was all rank one or nothing. So I'm speed running. Um, who was it? Now I was speed running MGS2 at the point. Um, and I was doing like really slow strats and not just really slow strats, but I was using saves as well. So it was like a multi-segment since MGS2, you get like what, eight saves. So I'm like trying mm -hmm. to break down like okay where can i save and try to get big boss rank you know i was just crawling everywhere like trank percent shooting every single guard i can grabbing more ammo shooting more guards stuff like that so i think it was either asu or raichu or mini one of those three like i remember like those three names would always pop up in my stream so um so when i was speedrunning that they're like well, are you speedrunning? I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to. And then, so they're watching me, blah, blah, blah. So I die, but I make a save before. And they're like, well, why are you saving? I'm like, well, because I want to get big boss rank. And then they're like, oh, you're doing, you're saving for big boss rank? And I was like, well, of course I'm saving. No one can get big boss rank without saving. That's impossible. Just because I was so, like, new to speedrunning and the whole scene. Like, I never watched a run before. Like, with you, with when you were watching from, you know, SDA and all that... Like, I didn't have any background um, in speedrunning. I was just kind of doing my own thing. So these three people are like, yeah, you, if you're saving, that doesn't really count. And I'm like, man, who are these assholes telling me? Like, that's something impossible. Like, no one can get big boss rank without saving. Like, you have to save. You're going to die eventually or get an alert. Um, so then they had me join MGSR. I had, I had no idea what Discord was back at that time, too. So I created an account quickly. I joined, but I just didn't know what was going on. So I never checked it until like a year later when I actually started using Discord. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I have an account already. And I tried to join MGSR. And then I saw like, there's a whole scene going on. So I went from, you know, I thought getting Big Boss in a single segment was impossible to getting introduced to all these runners. Um, I remember when I saw Tyler's Big Boss rank, like that was the top of the board. And I was like, he must have cheated. There's no way he got Big Boss with that time with no saves so i went from all that to 
to kind of understanding more of the MGS scene, um, to getting into the speed ones, to checking on like MGS three, and I'm like, wait, if this is done in MGS two, did someone do the same thing in MGS three? And I checked it, and it was done. Like everything I could think of was already done. So I went from thinking I was really good at the game to saving it, to saving using all my saves to get big boss rank, to like being at the bottom of the totem pole. So that's how I got introduced to, to MGSR as well. So let's go right into our next segment. Now, Life Split says Svor. I don't know what Svor means. Um, but this is speed. This is uh, streaming versus offline running. Because you're not a huge um, streaming guy. Although I do enjoy your streams. It's very entertaining, very cool to watch. But you're just not big on streaming every single run you do um do you enjoy doing it offline more than streaming where does it like what's the aspects you do enjoy of streaming and then what are the aspects that you don't yeah i mean it's it's tough to answer that with a simple answer of which one i prefer i obviously like both of them that's why i do both of them um i like interacting with people obviously that's why i'm here right, right so right. I, I like streaming for that reason that's the biggest reason by far but at the same time uh i perform better generally when i'm offline i have a lot of trouble staying focused mm. so when i stream it's easy for me to get distracted i'll you know want to pay attention to chat or i'll be on a, a topic and then i won't pay attention to the game so if, if i'm gonna be doing if i'm gonna be going for good times i, I kind of need to be off offline mm -hmm. generally and you might have noticed uh in my stream what a week ago now or a week and a half ago or something when i got the 11610 on twitch um yeah. it was like i was a completely different person and that's because i have to get in that mindset of of being offline but online you know what i mean uh, yeah, going yeah. for good times while streaming so i kind of had to it, it almost ignore chat to a certain extent right it, i didn't like that but mm -hmm. i guess it's kind of the bridge in the middle isn't it yeah i think the the just the whole streaming thing, like, I don't know how people can stream attempt after attempt after attempt and and just not take a break. That's that's the part that that's really difficult for me. I think you've mentioned this before as well, is you like to take breaks. Like, you know, you, I don't, can you just sit down and just, even if you have to reset, like, early on for, like, three straight hours, can you do that without taking a break? Yeah, absolutely. Um, When I... When I first started learning MGS3, mm -hmm. I was doing 12-hour streams plus of just MGS3 constantly. Really? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's when I was learning. Uh -huh. um, it's a, I don't really struggle to learn things while doing other things. But if I'm going to be going for, you know, a 116 or now a 115, I kind of need to have my focus. So that's kind of why it's hard for me to stream and go for those times. Do you... But, yeah, I can absolutely go for hours at a time. So do you plan on, now is this something that you plan on streaming more or is it just more like whatever I feel like doing today? Maybe I'll stream, maybe I won't. Uh, definitely more what I feel like doing, right? I can't, I can't stream all the time, obviously, mm -hmm. but I'll probably try to do more of that sort of middle ground of streaming and that sort of weird mentality where I, I'm kind of offline, half offline, half online, yeah, yeah. I guess. Were you, were you surprised know. by the, the 116 you got on stream? Is this something you expect? Because, like you said, you're much more. You'd rather do it offline. So, when you did get the 116, were you surprised that it came during a stream versus offline? Yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to happen in that stream in particular. Um, obviously, any PB it can't necessarily be expected, especially yeah, when you're talking true. about world record improvement. Mm -hmm. So, to say that you know you expected any PB that day is a little bit weird, unless you have have some major skip and bound or something like that. Right, but um, it just catch you off guard, like, whoa, this is this is done during a stream. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when you play the way I do, like 1 HP Fury. It caught me off guard in a lot of ways. Um, interesting thought about that. Uh, all three of my 116s have been streamed. Really? All three of them. Yeah, all three of them. So uh, one of them wasn't on Twitch. It was on Discord, but it was still streamed. Uh, and the other two were live on Twitch. Uh, one was on the MGSR channel. Uh, mm -hmm. Two days after I got the 11635, we did a um, 
The legacy thing. What do we call this segment? Legacy, that's right. Legacy. Mm -hmm. We did Legacy. Um, we compared uh, Kikujiro-chan's PS2 125. No, 127. I don't know. It's about a number of time. Mm -hmm. A really good PS2 time to um, a modern run, a 116.35, which I had gotten two days before. Uh, and I actually got a 116.37 that day. Now, and then... Go mm -hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then and then I got the 116.10 uh, a week and a half ago or something on Twitch. Nice. I think I think you're seeing a pattern here. Maybe. Maybe uh, maybe I'm improving. Um, I I remember when I was going for like VE record and stuff, mm. uh, I, I would just I would really struggle to to just pay attention to the game because, you know, I'd have people in chat. We'd always want to talk. Obviously, that's why you stream. Right. And that would be a detriment to my gameplay. So I figured at that point, I probably ought to just do my thing, right? Yeah, yeah, because I remember... Oh, JJ, thank you for the gifting a tier one to Mini. Appreciate that. Um, I, rem I remember... Or what was I saying? Now I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole streaming thing, because when I started like following you, you just didn't stream much, if at all. Um, then you started cranking out the, the the streams and lowering it down so is it just like the the mindset of paying attention to chat because some streamers when they do like world record runs pb attempts they don't really pay attention to chat as much like they're just super focused in and at that point it's like you know why are you streaming anyway but do you think like what do you think of streamers that just don't pay attention to chat at all they're just focused purely on the game do you think it's still good to stream that or it's just not the same no i definitely think that has a place right so um people enjoy watching high level gameplay and that's mm. just the end of it right right so if someone can provide that then there are always people who are going to want to watch someone who comes to mind in particular is a guy called wooks he's a uh, old school runescape streamer he doesn't stream all that often but when he does he gets you know a couple thousand viewers he's mm -hmm. um he is a high, high-level player, one of the best, and he really doesn't talk to chat all that much. In, in an entire stream, he might say 100 words, maybe, mm -hmm. right? But people come for the high-level gameplay, and I can I can understand that. That's why I go there. I don't go there to have, you know, deep philosophical conversations with the guy. Right, right. Um, I, can under, I can understand having little to no commentary, um... But I think that for most streamers, that's not the way to go. I definitely think that Twitch streaming in general is a social activity. Um, but sometimes that high-level gameplay is the social interaction, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you... How... or Well, my philosophy is why people watch. Is it's a balance of skill and entertainment. So you got to have one or the other. So if you're like high skill and like low entertainment, people will still watch. If you're high entertainment and low skill, people will still watch. If you're low entertainment and low skill, no one's going to watch. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah, certainly. That's that's the that's the the whole equation of Twitch right there and yeah. really streaming in general. Yeah, that's like the most simplest um, format right there. But as far as, you know, streaming just high-level gameplay goes, I find it really no different than watching just a high-level YouTube video, right? Yeah. When you watch, uh, when you watch your MGS4 runs on Twi on YouTube, it, you know, that's that's pretty much exactly what you're getting on Twitch if you were to stream and just not talk. Fair enough, yep. Um, so, yeah. I think they're equivalents. Uh, yeah, they are. So, if you're... Someone is, is just running without interacting or talking it's just yeah like you said just watching a youtube video at that point um mm -hmm. but but yeah okay so that's enough of that let's move on from speed running or streaming speed running versus offline stuff so you dabbed in some mgs2 um you do have a very easy run do you or do you have any plans to learn anything else besides ve in mgs2 yeah euro um yeah of course uh so actually the first time i started running two was i don't know a year a year ago or something like that a year and a half ago mm -hmm. it was after i did my uh my 125 uh, euro three run i was like all right i'm ready to move on and uh, <laughs> you're like i'm, I'm done learn. this is the peak yeah. of my mgs3 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
No, not my peak. I knew it wasn't my peak, but I, I was like, all right, I'm ready to learn something new. I'm ready to have fun again. Mm -hmm. um, and Euro 2 was the next thing on my radar. But at that point, uh, due to various circumstances, I sort of just stopped speedrunning in general. And it wasn't until 2020 when I actually picked that back up again. And it wasn't Euro that time. It was VE because that was all the rage. Um, but I also thought it was a very interesting category. Um, yeah, absolutely. I do have the intention of of learning euro again um i got up to fat man that's where i stopped so you know the euro run until fat man um i'm a bit iffy well, now but yeah well yeah yeah um so is this something that you want to get back to soon or is this something you're putting it off you got other stuff to to do now uh i'm gonna do ve first um i want to get a decent ve time before i worry about euro um, well, we'll see when we get there, I guess, you know, uh, initially my goal was to do Metal Gear 2. Uh, initially, MGS2 wasn't even on my radar, uh, mm -hmm. but my viewers actually voted in a poll on what they wanted to see after 3, and MGS2 won easily. People love MGS2 speedruns. Mm-hmm. So why did you want to do Metal Gear 2? That's like a random game that just comes out uh, of nowhere. It's one of my favorites. Simple as that. I always enjoyed it. I did too. That's a that's one of the games that I'm not really great at. I still need to get better at. I just submitted one time on the board, but it's a really short category and it's very fun. Except I'll tell you, I hate that damn bird. I absolutely <laughs> hate that bird. It's the bird plus the the mannequin room. Like those two. Yeah, uh, just kill your big boss. I hate I hate those two. But anyway, <clears throat> cool. So. Was it? Did you say that you learned VE because people voted for it? Now, did, did this also have to do... Or did you think about participating in the VE League? I was definitely interested in the League, but it was uh, too long-term of a commitment for me. I wasn't willing to do uh, League for what I knew would be months and months. Mm -hmm. So I, if it was a tournament, I would have been in in a heartbeat. But So what's your, what's your VE time? You said you want to just go a decent time. What would you define as a decent time? Uh, well, I've got a 104.44 right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, some people would say your 104.44 is already a decent time. Yeah, it's 14th place right now. Um, I don't know. Top 10 is my current goal, right? Mm. Uh, so that's going to bop Makarov. Uh, so I think he's got a 103, low 103. I don't remember. He's got a decent time. Uh, well, top 10 is definitely my current goal. 102 if I can get it, right? Of course, you're always trying to go as low as you can. Right, right, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, so going from 2 to 3, do you plan on running other difficult? Now, what can I see from Major? Can I see another difficulty in MGS2 first or another difficulty in MGS3 first? Uh, well, I've already run all the difficulties in 3 on Xbox. Um, I don't really like any of them, but VE and Euro, they aren't really that fun. Extreme seems kind of cool, though. Extreme is, is is interesting. It's more like Euro minus Goid, right? Yeah, it's so, like the MGS2 uh, that be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's all I would really expect in terms of other difficulties for 3. For 2, uh, I'm going to say just VE and Euro as well. Just v... People tell me normal is, is kind of fun, but uh, I don't know about that, Chief. Yeah, I feel like you're either going to run the hardest difficulty or you're going to run the fastest time. I just cannot run any other difficulty. It's either going to be the easiest. I did actually run like some of the other difficulties in four, but I hated it. It's either like, yeah, do I want to run the hardest difficulty or do I just want to get the fastest time? The in-betweens are. Um, so potential-wise, what do you think VE can bring the time lower or do you think Euro and MGS3 can bring the time lower? Which has more room for improvement? Um, that's tough. Um, because they're both getting I think pretty both... damn optimized at this point. I think they're both pretty good. Uh, but I'd say VE probably has a little bit more in it. Um, I'd say my sum of best is less accurate on VE than it is on Euro, for example. My sum of best is like a low 110, which I know can be a 109. Mm -hmm. I think I might have some, uh, some missing golds actually. Um, it should be a 109. I don't have enough runs in the books on, on a super slim to really have a good sum of best on there. But my uh, sum of best on Euro is a 115, 30, 29, exactly, like 29.00. So mm. 115 is, is in, in the cards. It's coming for Euro. That's um, absolutely crazy. <laughs> 115. Um, something you mentioned that I want to go back 
I know we went to MGS2, but I'm going to swing it back to MGS3. How many different PS3 consoles have you do you have? And how many PS3 consoles oh, of those yeah. did you buy just to test MGS3 loading times? Can I take a minute to count? Oh, is that many? One, two, three, four, five, six, down, seven, eight. Wait, no. 9, 10, 11. 11 PS3 models. Yes. And you bought them all just for testing P- uh, MGS3. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Not all of them, no. Um, I've got a couple of 4301As, a couple of A models, three A models, I think. Mm-hmm. I've got a G model and H model. Uh, I've got a 2001A. I've got 2501A, I think. Uh, I'm trying to test as many uh, consoles as I can on as many versions of MGS3 as I can. And thankfully, uh, timing all of these uh, load times would have been a pain without the new tool that Appel made. Um, The load load remover, actually, it it uses uh, black and white screens to detect when the game is loading. And it basically stops the timer while it's loading. Um, Otherwise, I would have had to time everything manually, which I've done before. That's not fun. Yeah, so you have to like manually cut out every single load screen, then manually uh-huh. add up all yeah. the times. That just sounds like a hassle. So at this yeah, point, it is. Which, it takes hours. Which console is the fastest for MGS3? Which model? Perhaps unsurprisingly, the newest one, 4301A. Hmm, so the newest model gives you the fastest time, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what's the? Do you know what the slowest is? Uh, I don't have that big a sample size on the low end, but mm-hmm. I think pretty much all the fats are pretty similar. Uh, if you want to, if you want a really bad time, you're going to be looking at like an A model disc, um, hard drive patched. If you want the slowest time, that's what you can do. And this is why we hate the PS3. No matter if you're running two or if you're running three, the great thing about the PS3 is the convenience of it. Like I can just load up HD Collection, have Metal Gear 1, 2, MGS2, MGS3, Peace Walker, all in one location. And they all run pretty well. Like, the gameplay's great. It's just that the loading times. And when you're going to IGT and everything's messed up, do you, are you in the boat that you hate the PS3 as well? Yes. God, yes. I've hated it for a long time. It's just like... What do you call it? Like, the the... I don't know, I forgot the exact wording for it, but it's just like the... A hardware arms race. That's a good way to put it, the hardware arms race, just because, mm-hmm. you know, you have... To, if you're trying to go for top times, you're going to have to invest in this. Um, Stockholm Syndrome, that's another good good saying. Um, what do you think will come first? Do you think we'll ever get a PC port of mgs3 or do you think that emulation will get there eventually at one point what do you think comes first for mgs3 to to run on pc definitely rpcs3 uh i think it's highly unlikely that we'll ever see a pc port for three mm-hmm. but the only real possibility is if steam bribes konami to for the rights to create a pc port like um like nvidia did for the shield in 2017 NVIDIA paid Konami uh, for the license mm-hmm. to port MGS 2 and 3 to the their their own console, the NVIDIA Shield, um, and uh, it was a pretty bad port. But that's the only way we could really, I think, reasonably see a PC port. So what makes, and I just don't what makes the NVIDIA version so bad or unplayable? Well, it's a lot of things. So for break one, it for it's me. based on the Xbox. Hmm? I said break it down for me. I'm totally new to it. I've never played it's it. It's based on no the experience. Xbox version. So it has mm-hmm. all of the problems that the Xbox version has. Weird controls, weird aiming sensitivity and stuff like that. Um, and then the Shield hardware is just weird. Uh, it frequently loses connection on your controller. Uh, it has lots of input delay. And when I say lots, I mean like a third of a second. So that's not fun. It has a lot of slowdown like in places where it shouldn't. The game will just randomly dip to like 20 FPS, which is way, way worse than you'll ever get on something like PS3. But so strangely, 
the NVIDIA Shield is still the fastest way to play both 2 and 3. Faster than the Xbox Series X. So whatever Kraut space magic they have running inside of that uh, shield is working. That weird, whatever flash memory they got in there mm -hmm. is working. Uh, if it loads faster than an NVMe SSD, which it does. So it's the fastest loading speeds available right now for MGS3. Yeah, yeah, it is. Weird. Now beats out the Xbox. And is the Nvidia allowed on the leaderboards? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's separated by its own category. Currently, I'm the only one with a run on it. I don't encourage you to contest it for your own sanity, but feel free if you like. I feel like the the input delay is probably the worst part because I think everything else you it can kind of get used to. Yeah, so the aiming's not fun, but the input delay is the deal breaker. Um, that's the thing that kept us from running it. A third of a second is just too much. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, the trying to shoot things quickly. Like, I'll just tear my. Yeah. Yeah, that's another problem. Speaking of shooting things quickly, that's another problem with the Xbox port. Um, if you try to, like, quick reload, uh, it'll often just drop your input in a weird way. Uh, it'll lower your gun, which is not actually something that you can do by releasing the square button. So that's really weird that it does that. You're saying so if you're like in first person or if you're just holding square, then you let go. Sometimes it'll just put the gun away. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll do that. But what I was talking about in particular was if you're shooting and quick reloading, if you press mm -hmm. square too quickly after you press R2, uh, you'll uh, raise your gun and then just immediately drop it again. You'll have like the MGS2 where they have like the pressure sensitivity. Sometimes you just won't shoot. You'll have yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, but basically. Except there's no pressure-sensitive button. Yeah, That's why it's weird. weird. It's not a function you can do. Uh, and sometimes your gun will just raise itself. No reason. So sometimes it presses square for you. Sometimes it just doesn't register. Yeah. Like, sometimes when you quick reload, the gun's already up. Man. They could get that working. People would just use shield as, like, the MGS3 machine. Yeah. Yeah, um... And all the shields, as far as I know, are pretty similar in load times. It would be a pretty good way to run it, uh, if a mm. bit niche. It would be sort of like um, PSTV for MGS1, but it would be a decent, you know, a decent way. Yeah. It'd be fast, blazing fast. Right, right, right. Come on, Steam, you know what to do. But but Sony's buying <laughs> buying MGS, so so we're okay, right? Yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Transitioning to the outro, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, Feel free to give us short answer as long as you want to go into it as well. Um, what's a run you like? What's a game that you like um, watching the speed run in the MGS series, even even though you're not running it, that you enjoy MGS watching? MGS4. Really? Yeah, I like MGS4. Uh, do you have plans to ever run MGS4? Eventually, TM. <laughs> Eventually, so this is one of those back, but not like the MG MG two. Like you, you're going to run MG two before MGS four. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I have more interest in running MGS four than I do in two. The only reason I really want to run two is because I want to put a competitive time down. That's it. Mm -hmm. What attracts you to four? I I always just liked four. Four is a cool game. I like the way it controls. I like the way it plays. Um, I I I like the guns. There's a lot of gun variety in there, and that's cool to me. Yeah, it's the gunplay is great. The there's so much you can do with it with the attachments, um, with all that stuff. So if you were to run MGS4 category, which category would you learn first? TBE, probably, or maybe maybe Liquid Easy just to get a grasp on things, right? But then mm -hmm. TBE would be my ultimate goal. A new game or a new game plus? New game or <sighs> the thing is, I don't like the big boss mask. So if I were to run new game plus, it would just be minus big boss mask. <laughs> Okay. I mean, Big Boss Mask doesn't help too much anyways in the new game. Um, plus category. You're probably thinking like seconds up to that point. It makes things easier. It doesn't make things faster, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I, I just don't think it's interesting is all. Fair enough. But it's just... That's how I felt at the beginning. I think that's how Joe as well... Joe, Joseph Joestar was as well. Like, we were all, we were all anti-Big Boss Mask. But then once I started running it, I'm like, you know what? Like, it's already New Game Plus. Either I'm going to go all in or or just not go in at all. Instead of putting all these constraints in. I think that's how you're going to go as well. 
I think that's how everyone has gone so far that are going into the boss extreme with New Game Plus. Nobody likes the big boss mask at the beginning just because it's kind of like not really all that interesting. Um, it's more like a cop-out in some areas. But then the more you run it, the more you're like, well, I'm already on New Game Plus. Um, I might as well use this thing and make things easier on myself. Because like I said, it doesn't make things... So like someone that's just watching it from the outside, it doesn't make things faster. It just makes it easier. Certain strats right. are, are just easier with it on. Okay, but that's cool. So Major Zero coming for MGS4 records. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so hey, I already have one. I have the trial. I have the demo version record. So I'm oh, halfway do, there. Huh? What's the for anyone that doesn't know? What does the demo version consist of in MGS4? uh red zone <laughs> just That's red it. zone only. So like yeah it's when you gain control of of snake after the cutscene with the the gecko uh standing on top of you and, and you grab the gun uh it starts there mm -hmm. no wait i think it starts there yeah uh, and then you walk out and there's the you know the lav cutscene. uh it's, mm -hmm. it goes from that to uh getting into the militia safe house and that's it and you said you already beat my time of what i have in my run right yeah, well, not technically, because you had... To, well, I did, but you also had to do a lot of menuing. I accounted for that. I beat you by, uh, like, nine seconds or something. Yeah, Major coming in for, for all the records in MGS4 soon. All right, good to know. Um, hold on a sec. So the other thing is... Do you think... So I've asked this for plywood as well, but do you think there will ever be another triple a mgs title out on like even though if it's not the current consoles or maybe on pc or something do you think we'll ever see not like a mobile game or something but i'm talking triple a title for mgs no you think we're done those don't no more yeah we're done because those kinds of games don't make konami enough money anymore simple as that if you can't include micro loads of microtransactions, which on their own don't make enough money anymore for these mm -hmm. companies, but loot boxes and in many cases actual gambling, um, if the, those things don't make enough money, there's no chance that a simple AAA title like traditionally will will suffice. It's mm -hmm. just not going to happen. Even something like Metal Gear Survive, I don't see happening again. That's where we differ. I think we will see one. Just because they don't make as much money, but they will make money. Um, yeah, but they aren't they aren't easy enough to make. Yeah, but I'm not... Even if you recycle it's a game like uh, Survive is still going to take months and months of people dedicating their time to it. Yeah, and but money. if you take a game like Survive and you include, um, you know, let's say you just put a little lame story in there. You just put, you know, our favorite characters in there. I think... So survive. No, not really. I'm talking like main story. You put Solid Snake okay. back in. You put uh, Big Boss in it. In the main story. Now, I'm not saying it has to be a great game. I'm not saying it has to be a very hashed out game. I'm just saying kind of AAA title. Just a big release on a console. I think there's just too much money left on the table. For them to, to just kind of put something jank together throw it out there slap mgs on the title slap some characters on the title people will buy it like they'll eat it up yeah no so, doubt no doubt no doubt they will i know i will no matter how much <laughs> it sucks i'll still buy it um so what is one category that that even though not that you enjoy what maybe it's not a little different from the, the the question of what you enjoy watching but what's a category that you would like more people in You'd like to see more runners get involved in any game, any category. Why do you choose VE3? VE3? Because it's just underrun, right? Um, MGS1 and 2 have both had their spotlight. People have recognized uh, the lower difficulties in those runs for what they are. Uh, low barrier to entry, but very high skill ceiling, right? You have a lot of room to improve. Uh, and 3 is the only one left. Well, not the only one. It's the next one naturally in the progression um, to get that treatment, right? Uh, VE3, it's 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 like all the others. It's very fun, low barrier to entry. It's very easy to learn, but there's a very high skill ceiling, and it's very rewarding to get those great times, those high level times. And it's getting even easier. 
I'm working on a VE3 guide, and I am like 80% done with it. Nice. So it'll be coming out soon, TM. Nice. I'll, I'll hold you to that, and I will use it, and I'll put a time up for VE once you get that guide out. There's, I'm looking at the leaderboards, and there's already, well, I don't know if you count all of them, but there's 10 runs submitted for very easy in New Game and New Game Plus. Funny how yep. that works out. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Fair enough. Um, now, people that, that want to get introduced to MGS3, as new runners, what advice do you give them? Like, which category? Practice. Just practice. Work on your movement. Start on VE. Don't get too much into your own head. Don't reset. Play your runs out. That's that's the big things. So someone that comes along and says, you know, I'm going for top Euro times. Do you still recommend starting on VE? Absolutely. Yeah, VE will teach you the importance of movement. Absolutely. It'll teach you a good line without necessarily punishing you so overtly as European Extreme does. Like I said, it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking that you're a bad player when you're not, if you play on Euro only. That's true. I, I'm always in the mindset of what is your goal if you want to run Euro, then just start running Euro and don't bother with the other difficulties. <laughs> just because I feel like if your goal at the end is running Euro and you want to get a Euro time, then all that time you spend on VE, like, yeah, it'll teach you movements and stuff, but that's all that time you could invest in learning Euro and do the same movement. But I, I see where you're coming from, though. It's uh, it's just uh, it's just multiple right answers, I think, to that question. And everyone, and everyone does learn differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about a next league you'd like to see on the channel not a tournament but what is a next league that you would find entertaining to be thrown together even if you're a participant or you're just a viewer i don't know that's a hard question that's a really hard question that's i'm not I'm really sure i'm here to ask the hard questions maybe something like mgs1 ab uh probably i'm not sure what difficulty um mm-hmm. but ab seems like a good a good candidate for a league Obviously, three does as well. I'm thinking VE3 in particular would be good. I think those are probably your top contestants right now for uh, mm. an actual fully fledged league. I think I think what makes races like leagues and tournaments, like what games make great entertainment value, is the unpredictability part. So if you have like a category where there's not really any room for error. Um, if someone gets in a lead early, it's pretty much done. Where like, I said I'm not gonna talk too much about the MGS3 tourney just because we have the episode next week, but what makes MGS3 um, so interesting in a tournament sense is just because of how easily you can get a continue or how easily you yeah. get spotted, which can, can just flip the whole thing around. Um, and then there's the fury. <laughs> and then there's the fury, yeah, so. Oh. Uh, I could go on another 30 minutes and talk about those things, but I think we'll we'll save that for for next week's episode. So so have that stuff ready, Major. We're gonna we're gonna talk a whole lot about the the whole racing scene, um, marathons versus like PB attempts, stuff like that. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Oh uh, yeah, that. really looking forward to it. So so we will be back as we wind down this uh, this podcast. We're over the one hour mark, um, Major. What is your Twitch people can find you at? Major underscore zero. I don't stream all that often on Twitch. If you want to find me, the best place is on YouTube. If you just search for Major Zero, I should be the first result. Are you the first result? I'm going to I should it. be. Hold on. Let's TM. See. YouTube. He's fact-checking me, boys. He's fact-checking me. Just because I want people to, to find your stuff. Major Zero. You are the first person that shows up. Let's go! I was right! That is... That is quite interesting. Yep. My just... SEO is working. Let's go. Hey, whatever you're doing. Let me see if mine works. My, my bribes to Google. Sparty. Hey, I am the first person that shows up. All right. We're both the first cool. person. We, we are both internet famous at this point. Let's go. So give my man Major <laughs> Zero a sub if you haven't in the YouTube. Um, and you don't have a Twitter, which sometimes I like to tag. At Major Zero doesn't have a Twitter. How did you come up with Major <laughs> Zero? Were you, were you just a huge Major Zero fan? You're like, I like this British guy. No, uh, I knew Big Boss was taken. 
Oh. And I knew I'd never get it on any website, so I was like, all right, next best thing, Major Zero. You know, the thing is, there's like a million big bosses. So good thing you right. did not go with Big Boss. I approve of that. Um, but there's not... Oh, actually, number two on my list was Big Bossu, but that was taken too. I am glad you did not go with that, because there is a... <laughs> there is one. Um, I know, that's that's the guy who took it. And I'm well aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Major Zero, I approve of Major Zero. I like that name. There are no other major zeros out there. Usually people are like, Solid Snake, number yeah. one million. Big Boss, number two million. Um, not many or people. Solid, solid Snake with a four, because they think they're creative. Oh, yep. Or Solid Snake with a one. <laughs> Throw one in there. Come on, people. Stop naming yourself Solid Snake or Big Boss. Uh, come up with something cool like Major Zero. Uh, but anyway, let's wind this show down. Uh, you got any parting words for us, Major Zero? Yeah, absolutely. Be sure to tune in to the uh, MGS3 European Extreme Tournament on February 26th, 27th, and 28th. Um, the grand finals are going to be on the 28th. Um, we have six contestants. and We ha also have a, a showcase on the 27th. It's going to be PS2 European Extreme, a race between Nickname Martyr, or Silent Martyr as it goes by on Twitch, and uh, Makarov360. So that's going to be, those are all days are going to be really fun to watch. Yep, we have nice. also got the um, speedrun.com front page on day three. Oh, we are nice. going to be on the front page of speedrun.com. Great. We will cover all that and more on next week's mandatory podcast as well. On the 21st, we'll go into the whole MGS3 Euro tourney. Um, talk in depth about, like I said before, um, Major Zero will join me. He'll come back on. Uh, Mini Omega King admin, longtime MGS3 runner will join us. Apache Smash, another staff, longtime runner for MGS3 will join us as well. So all those three will talk. I'll just do the little hosting session, but they will go in-depth about MGS3, the whole tournament, which will be on two weeks from now, the following week. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, this has been Episode 8. I'd like to thank Major Zero a lot, taking time out of his day to join me. As We'll see you guys next time in Episode 9. Take care.